Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. I hope that everyone is doing well today. Uh, we're going to get into our scriptures. Um, we are going to read the writing on the wall. This is chapter 5 of Daniel. King Belbajah gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them while Belbajah was drinking his wine. He gave orders to bring in gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple to Jerusalem so that the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that um, had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the kings and his nobles, his wives and his concubines drank from them. As they drank the wine, they praised the God of gold and silver, a bronze, ivory, wooden stone. Suddenly, the fingers of a hand the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall. Near the lampstand in the royal palace, the Lord watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale and he was so frightened that his knees knocked together and his legs gave way. The king called out for enchanters astrologers and divers to be brought and said to these wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me whoever reads this writing or or tells the king what is meant so King, uh, so King Belshaw became even more terrified, and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled. The queen, hearing the voice of the king and her nobles, came into the banquet hall. O king, live forever, she said. Don't be alarmed. Don't look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy God in him. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and knowledge and wisdom like that of the gods. King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father, the king, I say, appointed him chief of musicians, enchanters, astrologers, and divers. This man, Daniel, whom the king called Beltsar, was found to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding and also the ability to interpret dreams, expand, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means. Uh, so Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, Are you Daniel? On one of the exiles, my father, the king, brought from Judah. I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom. 
the wise men and encounters were brought before me to read this writing and tell me what it means, but they could not explain it. Now I have heard that you are able to give interpretation and to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing and tell me what it means, you will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around your neck, and you will be made the third you will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then, then David answered the king, You may keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing for the king and tell him what it means. O king, the most high God, gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Because of the high position he gave him, all the people in the nation and the men of every language dreaded and feared him. Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. And those he wanted to spare, he spared. And those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened, and hardened with pride, he was disposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like cattle, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the Most High God is sovereign over the kingdom of man and sets over them anyone who wishes. But you, his son, O Belzar, have not humbled yourselves, though you knew all this. Instead, you have set yourselves up against the Lord of heaven. You have the, you have the goblets from this temple brought to you, and you and your nobles, your wives and your concubines, drink wine from them. You praise the God of silver and gold, of bronze and iron, wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. This is the inscription that was written. Men, men, tickle, parson, parson, tickle, parson. This is what these words mean. Men, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tikel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then as Beljah commanded, Daniel was clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Beljah, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and and 
Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. Daniel in the Den of Lions. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps, uh, satraps to rule there throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, and one of whom was Daniel. The strapats were made accompanied, uh, I'm sorry, the satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the strap astraps by his exceptional quantities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrator and the strap, uh, satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corruptible nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any bias for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So the administrators and the satraps went as a group to the king and said, O King Darius, live forever. The royal administrator, perfect satraps, advisories, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edit and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days except to you, O king, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, O king, issue that decree and put it in writing so that it, can be al- it cannot be altered. In accordance with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now when King Darius learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not punish, uh, did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or man except to you, O king, be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pay no attention to you, O king, or to decree you put in writing. He still pays time, pays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed, and he was determined to rescue David and make every effort until showdown to save him.
O king, or to the decree you put it in writing. He still prayed three times a day, and when the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the man went as a group to the king and said to him, Remember, O king. And according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edit that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came here near the den, he called to Daniel in anguish voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve, continuously been able to rescue you from the lion's and Daniel answered, O oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angels, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hunt me. They have not, excuse me, hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, O oh, king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when... Daniel was lifted from the den. No wounds was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the people and nations of men of every language throughout the land. May you prosper greatly. I issue the decree that is every part of my kingdom's people must fear and relevant the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyprus, the Persian. Okay, now we're going to move on to uh, chapter 7. In the first year of Belzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream. Visions passed through his mind as he was laying on his bed. He wrote down the substance of his dream. 
Daniel said, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me were the four winds of heaven, churning up the great sea. Four great beasts, each different from the other, came up out of the sea. The first was like a lion, and it had the wings of an eagle. I watched until its wings were torn off, and it was lifted from the ground, so that... It stood on four feet like a man, and the heart of a man was given to it. And there before me was a second beast, which looked like a bear, and it was raised up on one of its sides, and it had three ribs in its mouth. Between its teeth it was told, Get up and eat, you fill of flesh. And after that I looked, and there before me was another beast, one that looked like a leopard. And on its back it had four wings, like those of the birds. The beast had four heads, and it was given authority to rule. And after that, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth. It crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. It was different from all the former beasts, and it had ten horns. While I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one, which came up amongst them, and three of the first horns were uprooted before it. Then... Uh, this horn had eyes, like the eyes of a man, and a mouth that spoke boastfully. As I looked, thorns were set in place, and the ancients of days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all blazed. A river of fire was flowing. Coming out from before him, and thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the book were books were open. Then I continued to watch because of the boasting words. The horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority but were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereignty, powers. All people, nations, men of every language worship him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. I, Daniel, was troubled in spirit, and the vision that passed through my mind disturbed me. I approached one of those standing there and asked him the truth, meaning of all this. And so he told me and gave me the interpretation of these things. The four great beasts are four kingdoms that will rise from the earth.
but the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom and will possess it forever. Yes, forever and ever. Then I wanted to know the true meaning of the four beasts, which was different from all the others, the most terrifying with its iron teeth and bronze claws. The beast that crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. I also want to know about the ten horns on its head and about the other horn that came up, before which three of them fell, the horn that looked more imposing than the others and that had eyes and a mouth that spoke boastfully. As I watched, this horn was waging war against the saints and defeating them until the Ancient of Days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came when they possessed the kingdom. He gave me this exam. Ex- he gave me this explanation. The fourth beast is a fourth kingdom that will appear on earth, and it will be different from all the other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth, trampling it down and crushing it. The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. After them, another king will arise, different from the early ones, and he will subdue three kings. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints and try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times and a half a time. But the court will sit and his power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, power, and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heavens will be handed over to the slain, the people of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the rulers will worship and obey him. This is the end of the matter. I, Daniel, was deeply troubled by my thoughts, and my face turned pale, but I kept the matter to myself. Chapter 8. In the third year of King Belzar reigned, I, Daniel, had a vision after he, the one that had already appeared to me in a vision. I saw myself in the citadel of Susa in the province of Alam. In the vision, I was beside the Ulai Canal. Ulai Canal. I looked up, and there before me was a ram and two horns standing beside the channel. And up, and there before me was a ram and two horns standing beside the channel. And the horns were long, and the horns were long. One of the horns was longer than the other, but grew up later. I watched the ram as he charged towards the west and the north, and the south, no animal could stand against him, and none could rescue none could rescue from his powers. He did as he pleased and became great. As I was thinking about this, suddenly a goat with a prominent horn between his eyes came from the west, crossing the whole earth without touching the ground. He came towards the two-horned ram, and I had seen standing before the channel, and charged at him in great rage. 
I saw him attack the ram furiously, striking the ram and scattering his two horns. The ram was powerless to stand against him. The goat knocked him to the ground and trampled on him, and none could rescue the ram from his power. The goat became very great, but at the height of his power, his large horn was broken off, and in its place four permanent uh, four prominent horns grew up towards the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came another horn, which started small but grew in power to the south and to the east and towards the beautiful land. It grew until it reached the host of heaven, and it threw some of the starry hosts down to the earth and trampled on them. It set itself up to be a great as the prince of the host, and it took away the daily sacrifices from him, and the place of his sanctuary was brought low. Because of the rebellion, the host of the saints and the daily sac- sacrifices were given over to it. It prospered in everything it did, and truth was thrown to the ground. Then I heard a holy one speaking. And another holy one said to him, How long will it take for the vision to be fulfilled? The vision concerning daily sacrifice, the rebellion that caused desolation, and the surrender of the sanctuary and the host that will be trampled underfoot. He said to me, It will take 2,300 evenings and mornings then the sanctuary will be reconstructed. He said to me, I will take 2,300 evenings and mornings, and then the sanctuary will be be uh, re-sanctuated. Uh, re will be reconsecrated. Okay, it's twisting tongue again. Okay, uh, it will take three thousand uh, two thousand three hundred evenings and mornings, and then the sanctuary will be. Um, why? Well, let's move on and see why that is. Uh, while I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man. And I heard a man's voice from the Uli calling Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Prostrate. Uh, Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerning uh, the time of the end. While he was speaking to me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Then he touched me and raised me to my feet, and he said, I am going to tell you what will happen later in the time of wrath. 
because the vision concerns the appointed time of the end. The two horns ram that you saw represents the king of Medes and Persia, the shaggy goat in the king of Greece, and the large horn between his eyes is the first king. The four horns that replace the one that was broken off represents four kingdoms that will emerge from his nation but will not have the same power. In latter part of his reign, uh, when rebel has become completely wrecked, a stern-faced king, a master of intrigue, will arise, and he will become very strong, but not by his own power. He will cause astounding devastation and will succeed in whatever he does. He will destroy the mighty men and the holy people. He will cause deceit to prosper, and he will consider himself superior. When they feel secure, he will destroy many and take his stand against the prince of princes. Yet he will be destroyed, but not by human power. The vision of the evening and the morning that has been given you is true, but seal up the vision, for it concerns the distant future. I, Daniel, was exhausted and laid ill for several days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was appalled by the vision. It was beyond understanding. In the first year of Darius, son of Exasius, uh, a need by descendant, who was made ruler over Babylon kingdom. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures according to the word of the Lord given uh, to Jeremiah the prophet that the desolate, desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We have sinned and have done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our king, our princes and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The man of Judah and the people of Jerusalem and all Israel both near and far in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. O Lord, we and our kings, our princes, and our fathers are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the Lord's he gave us through servants, the prophets, and all Israel has transgressed your laws and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has been poured out on us. 
because we have sinned against you and you have fulfilled the words spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing upon us great disaster. Under the whole heavens, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your you, your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring disaster upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does, yet we have not obeyed him. Now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day. We have sinned and we have done wrong. O Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem, your your city, your holy hill. Our sins and iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant for your sake, O Lord. Look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see desolation of the city that bears the name. We do not make request of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy, O Lord. Listen, O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hear and act for your sake. O my God, do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sins and the sins of my people, Israel, and making my request to the Lord, my God, for his holy hill. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. Seventy-sevens are decreed for your people. Seventy-sevens. And your holy city to finish transgression to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prof prophecy, and to anoint the Most High. No one understand this. From the issuing of the decree, no restore. From the issuing of the decree, to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes. There will be 77 and 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. After the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. 
the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end and desolation have been decreed. He will come he will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed and poured out on him. Okay. Everybody, this is in time prophecy. Um, we are going to continue as we go through um, and break down some of this. Uh, hmm. uh, Daniel was very perplexed about this, as many are when they read it. Um, uh, but basically, the Lord is giving a time frame here of when these things are going to happen. Okay? All right, everyone, let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word that has gone fast. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to work with us in all things that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen, everyone. Have a blessed day and good night.